0: Explore more stories like Alex's at Meta.com slash Metaverse Impact.
2: Oh my God. Did you guys hear there's going to be another season of succession? Like what? Succession. Wait, I I know it doesn't, it like, apparently it's a bit of a prequel. Uh, you know, so some like, it, it, anyway, it, I'm just really excited. I love the show. You know, wow. HBO yeah, Succession well, is like, show. it's like, you know, prestige drama. Uh, and they've released, uh, they've just, they dropped the first episode of of the n- new season on uh, just yesterday. Uh, do you mind if we play a little bit of it so that I can, like, I'd I love it. to watch I mean, it.
3: We were going to talk about our top 10 games all the time, but I think that has to wait. We got to watch this Succession tra- trailer.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Every single fight, no matter how big or small, has a story. It's Logan fight.
1: Roy. It's Logan Roy! Let's oh my go, God. Logan!
3: Fuck off. That's why when it comes to
2: Tekken and the King of Iron Fist Tournament. There's one. Hell of Wait, what? Story to tell. I don't understand. This is oh, good. it's like a recap. It's a recap of Succession. No. Second Eight, Jin Kazama will face off against his
3: father.
1: Uh, the, he, Kassia, yeah, this is like Nishim, when um, for the last uh, time. Connor and, and, is <laughs> and threatening global and
3: fight. And since Jin is the only other person who possesses the Devil Gene
1: as well, he may be the only chance. Tom Wambsgans. Yeah. Has left.
0: But how did we even get to this point? What the hell is a Devil Gene? And why do these fathers and sons keep throwing each other <laughs> off cliffs?
3: Uh, we we, we got to stop this. I don't. I won't get. We're we're getting. To, I'm, I'm going to spoil the whole season for me. Yeah. I we
1: we got to stop this. This is incredible. This I can't wait to see how Shiv plays into this. How maybe Jerry and and, and Roman uh, sort of rekindle their sort of uh, their their tryst, as you'd call it. This was this I'm is gonna, huge. I'm going
2: to say the opposite, which is that I I feel like sh- uh, it was we we. Too many TV shows end on a high, uh, end on a low note when they could have gone out on a high note. And it seems to me like, you know, the finale of Succession was so good. I don't want to see Logan Roy talking about Tekken.
3: (laughs) (laughs) We take a trip down memory lane and understand the difference between objectivity and subjectivity as we reveal our personal all-time top 10 list this week on Get Played.
2: Welcome to Get Played, your one-stop show for good games, bad games, and every game in between. It's time to Get Played! I'm your host, Heather Ann Campbell, along with my fellow host, Nick Weiger.
3: That's me, Nick Weiger, and I'm here
1: with our third host, Matt Abadaka. Hello, everyone!
2: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the premier video game podcast where, once upon a time, we only discussed the worst and weirdest video games, but now... We have entered into our permanent era where we only talk about things we want to talk about. And sometimes that's bad games. But this week we are talking about games that we really, really, really want to talk about. I'm yeah. so excited about this episode and I'm so excited to be back, uh, even if it's just for a week. <laughs> we're, we're thrilled uh, to have you
3: back for ever, however long you're going to be here. And I'm glad that we're doing this episode. Could not be... More opposite of our old format, where we were immersing ourselves in the you know the 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 dreck of gaming, and now we are just talking about the games that are our most beloved. We are all giving our personal top ten lists.
1: Yeah, and it's important. It's I want to highlight something else that Heather said that I think is really important too. We talk about the stuff we want to talk about in the show. This podcast has no filter. Okay, we we sort of we it's raw. Yeah, and it's it's uncut. And there's just no filters. You just never know what we're going to say.
3: Yeah, I would not describe the studio we're currently in as a safe space.
1: No, no. So if you are uh, worried about hearing something you don't want to hear, uh, you might want to turn the volume down. If you're a snowflake out there, you're going to get melted. Yeah, just sorry, know. Frosty. What? It's just how it is now. You this, said is you this is anyone's first episode of the podcast. <laughs> That is something that I do think about a lot. Is that like any episode of any podcast could be somebody's first episode. It's always an on, right? It's
3: always somebody's on ramp to what you're what you're doing, what you're offering.
1: So I should also now say I was just kidding.
3: Yeah, I was just, Matt was just kidding. I was, I was doing kidding, and Heather was legitimately confused.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yes.
3: Uh, we should talk about a couple of things before we get to these. A, a couple of logistical things before we get to our top, our all time top ten list, and also talk about some games we're playing right now. First thing. And and we we touched on all this. I touched on all this in my my little monologue I did last week before the episode. But yes. since we're all here and we can all we're caught up to the present, we're recording this in January of twenty twenty four uh for an episode that's coming out next week. I think we should we should touch on these things as a unit. Um, first up, you talked about our old format, Heather. Our pre-headgum back catalog is now available on our Patreon. That's right. So if you go to Patreon.com slash get played, you can not only get get animated, which is our weekly anime recap show uh, that comes out every Wednesday but you can also get the entire back catalog of pre-Headgum Get Played episodes and How Did This Get Played episodes as well as our premium DLC format that is all available on our Patreon and also uh, Heather you and I should give a little shout out to Matt because Matt did the Raw like leg work uh, of just getting all this shit what? uploaded
2: manually. Well, oh my I god! Saw, I saw <laughs> all <laughs> the audio and like
3: I—that's a normal thing to say. Raw leg work.
1: Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> I was doing squats when I did it all. It is kind of interesting. You guys can't see me because it's an audio podcast. <laughs> <It's so> raw. <laughs> Why? My calves Why are is juicy. That the First
2: adjective that came to your mind when like he he did he did the the the. T- Tough yes production tough. work of uploading all of these episodes to our patreon and yeah he deserves a shout out but i know world would i be like my friend matt apodaca just raw raw anything.
3: produced raw anything raw he, No, there's some there's some raw blank raw there's some uploaded. raw thing that's an actual thing that i could have said but that's not where i landed but i can't I, my brain couldn't think of it so i went to legwork point raw is fucked raw fuck
1: Matt Raw <laughs> fucked all these episodes so manually all 180 or however many there were. We got it. Just might just because this might be somebody's first episode. We're just kidding. But I did. We're just kidding. Well, I I did I did take time during the during our break to um I won't get into too many details of it. It wasn't it look
2: yeah because apparently you did it raw. I don't want to <laughs> know any I, I
0: did of the fucking wrong.
1: details. It, you know, because I, I don't I don't want to make it seem like I'm some hero. Okay, I yeah. It took me several days you're, you're, it took several a, hours each yes. day I did this it, but it was it was all for the grand prize of it being worth it for the listener and for uh, so they they finally had a space to uh actually hear these episodes because they were previously paywalled and Stitcher Premium went down and uh yeah. decided just decided no longer existed and had no you know uh, there was no plan for them to exist elsewhere after that, so it just took it took a little bit of doing, but it it, it was it was ultimately very worth it, and I'm very happy that people that wanted to hear those episodes can now. Yeah, so,
3: well, we're grateful yeah. you did it, and hopefully and, the listeners are as well. Yes. thank you for doing
2: that. Yeah, imagine they're ungrateful. I, I'm sure that <laughs> I'm, sh- <laughs> I'm sure that
1: I am sure that i all this. six
2: of the most parasocially intense. Uh, listeners are really excited to be able to <laughs> listen to all of those. Yeah, <laughs> and it should. It Just should. kidding! I love the listeners, <laughs> and I interact with them a lot on Discord and Fortnite.
1: So yeah,
3: that's all very exciting. Again, you can get the Get Played Back catalog as a standalone, or you can get that as a bundle with Get Animated. Uh, that's that's available to you on our Patreon. Also, want to shout out Ben Prunty, uh, the great composer behind uh, behind FTL, uh, Into the Breach, um, Subnautica, Below Zero. Uh, one of my favorite working video game composers who composed our new theme song, yes. which you're hearing every week now. And also want to I shout mean, out uh, BenPruntyMusic.com. Also want to shout out Duck Brigade Design, uh, who made our new show art, which you're seeing as the podcast title, DuckBrigade.com.
2: Are we a functional podcast now? Is that what's happening to us? Because we got this, like, we've got like a real fucking cool name composer to write our our theme. We've got this incredible new art an incredible new home we've got an organized back catalog are we functional
1: i think we're functional i think i think uh i think i think we're functional uh yeah i think we're doing we're operating at a, at a new level yeah we have a great new producer rochelle
3: chen who's with us yeah been helping us out I, I think the one liability remains the hosts yeah So yeah. once we <laughs> iron that out because
1: it's it and just to go back to this point from earlier it's because you'd never know what we're going to say. It's all raw. It's right. unfiltered, uncensored. And it's, it's, I mean, it is raw. So, we can go ahead and say so that raw.
2: Yeah. See, they raw <laughs> makes sense. Mm-hmm. What well, yeah. you just said makes sense.
1: Yeah. Matt
3: did the raw legwork of using that properly. <laughs> 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 let's, let's talk about some video games. Cause we have a lot of show to get to, and we don't have the largest window to get through this. This is gonna. I think this might sh- be is a that big true? boy. I think we so. Gotta, we, we gotta, we gotta go. I don't know. Don't
2: you have to go? I don't have to go.
3: Oh, then never mind. Then maybe we don't. Maybe we, we let we him just, cook. Maybe I we say. might have some time. Uh, so we'll, we'll, we, but we do have a lot of show to get to. Whatever our time constraints. So let me ask the question uh, that we ask every episode: What are you playing? What are you playing? Wow. wow! Resident Evil Merchant from Resident Evil Four perhaps might turn up on one or more of our top ten all time lists. Mm. Wait, is that true? I, I mean, it's possible. I don't know. I haven't seen everybody's uh, list. I, I haven't revealed my own list.
2: Honored, I would be honored to show up on a top ten list. Yeah, I'm here I... to ask the question I always ask: Who are you playing? And also to announce that I'm in therapy. Oh, that's great. Good for you. <laughs> Thank you. You know what I've learned is that you that what what you tell a therapist is a secret.
3: I mean, I think that has some limits. I think if you, if a, I just know this from The Sopranos. If a therapist is made aware aware of an ongoing criminal act, they may have to inform the authorities. I gotta
0: go.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, you You guys got this. I'll
2: see you next week. Or I don't know. I I gotta get. I gotta. I gotta. gotta, Oh boy, I gotta gotta make some phone calls. Okay. Uh, what are you playing? Uh,
3: See ya. we're glad you're working on yourself. Uh, wherever you have to go now, that, that's that's good for yeah, everybody. Yeah,
1: that's good. But just um, you can't fall in love with your therapist either. That's another like, thing. That's, yeah, they like they legally can't date you. You can't. I you wish
2: can't. I wish he was still here because I feel like he should know that too.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh
1: yeah. No, you can tell he's an absolute simp for his therapist. We we, we hate to see it actually. Um, who wants to go first? I had a sort of uh, a productive um, break. I, you did have a productive oh. break. I think you, maybe you should tee it up. You should start things off. Okay, because, tee us up. Yeah. So, when we last met, I was I had just freshly finished Alan Wake remastered. Uh, this was back in November of 2023. Was that was the and that was the last game that I actually this is not true. This is one of the last games I finished for the year. But during the holiday break, I took down two more, two more Remedy games. Wow. Control and Alan Wake 2. And they're all. Holy shit. They're all, you know, part of a shared universe, right. which I was delighted by. And it's not, but it's not like a shared universe in the way that feels dumb now, where it's like sort of cheap. Like the stuff in each game that is a reference to the other games feels earned. And also, um, if it wasn't, it, you wouldn't notice it if you weren't playing the game. Like right. you would just think of oh this is an interesting um, piece of lore or whatever, but I I played through Control and I was liking it a great deal more than I liked Alan Wake One, because Alan Wake Al, Al, Alan Wake is like a little bit dated control wise and stuff, and Control is just a more fun video game. Um, it's like sure. I, I said this to uh, a few people. I was like, they sort of, I think the lesson they learned from Alan Wake was they wanted to make a fun video game (laughs) instead, and and then they made Control, and Control is like, there was a sequence in it that I won't spoil uh, for those of you that haven't played it, but I texted you guys when I finished it, and I was like, I think this just crossed over into this is one of the best games I've ever played, ever. Yes. It was unbelievable to me, and I played the DLC, loved that, there's a lot of, stuff that I didn't do that I'd like to revisit uh, honestly I might like to play through it again I, I I really loved it and I watched several YouTube videos about <laughs> about control and about like the wider remedy verse at large but then I was like okay now I'm ready I'm ready to go into Alan Wake 2 and I wasn't ready actually I was not ready that game is very scary <laughs> <laughs> It's a lot scary it's a it's a lot scarier than Alan Wake one and control has some scary stuff in it, but Heather, you played control. I wouldn't classify control as a horror game at all.
2: Yeah, it's not it's not a horror game, and I did play some of Control. I did f I did stop like right before the final boss or something because i was just like i don't i don't look forward to it so it's really exciting to me that you connected to with it so much
1: yeah um, I,
2: and that you connected with all these games cuz it's so great to just love stuff oh it, my god yeah. it's so great that's
1: yeah. how i felt playing this cuz i th- my love of the these games propelled me through Alan Wake 2 despite wanting to stop playing it every 10 minutes because it was I just couldn't believe that I was playing a a horror game for fun. Like it was legitimately yeah. terrifying at times. And uh my my fiance told me that I um that I didn't look like I was having fun while I was playing it, which I thought was really funny. She's like, "Do you like this game?" I was like, "Yeah, I love it." She's like, "You look like you're having a miserable time." I was like, "I am. I'm having a horrible time playing this." And uh I just thought it was really interesting and I loved um I loved Saga as a character, Saga is a new detective in in the game, or is a detective in the game that is investigating, uh, just the goings on in uh, in Cauldron Lake and thereabouts, and how and Alan, uh, you know, comes into the story in an interesting way, and I, I I've been watching clips of in, in of interviews with um the game's director and like the creator of these games, Sam Lake. Oh, yeah. And uh, I didn't really know anything about him, but he's basically finished Hideo Kojima, but he, but he goes the step further and just puts himself in the games. Like, he's a full <laughs> on, He's just a full-on character in Alan Wake 2. The rocks. And, like, he's the, he's the character model for this detective Alex Casey, but then there's this meta element of the game where Alex Casey is a character in Alan Wake's books, but he's confused as to why he's in the books uh, but he's a real guy who is a detective. And how did he get these details? But then there's an another meta layer above that where Sam Lake is an actor who portrays Alex Casey in these uh, in these games and movies and stuff. And so he's just like in it as like himself as an actor. And it's very it's just wild. But he's he's great, and I think he seems like a a pretty cool guy. Um, did you ever play the Max Payne games? He's Max Payne, right? The, he's his the yes. face model for Max Payne, right? Yeah, yeah. For the, at least for the first two. Um, I don't know if he is for the the third because I think I think Rockstar did Max Payne three, um, but I I'm just really in love with these games and I I finished Alan Wake two pretty quickly. There's a lot of stuff that I didn't even get to see in Alan Wake two that I'm not too eager to revisit because it was I had a hard time. I had a I was like screaming like while I was playing the game like just making noise. Wow, or, or and often wow. being like where. Like, because I would hear something (laughs) and not see it. There was was a new (laughs) type. Just imagine your fiance in your apartment hearing you in the other room just go, where? Where? (laughs) Horrible. And uh, there's these new guys that sort of reminded me of something you'd see in Silent Hill, where uh, if you're familiar with Alan Wake, the... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> the Taken the, the Taken are these like shadow entities They're the main enemies in this game And they mostly look like shadows And you shine your light on them And they, they sort of look like blurry people Which is scary enough Like if somebody came up to you and they were blurry But nothing else was, you'd yeah. be scared and then 100% There are these other types that fly and zoom around really fast But then there's these other type Then this is where the type that reminded me of Silent Hill uh, Particularly Silent Hill 2 where it's an upper torso of a person. Yeah. And then the bottom half is also an upper torso. And so we've seen the legs on legs. But the actual yep. scarier part of it is upper torso and upper torso because both can scream. Both <laughs> 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 So it's 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 it, they did a really great job and it has a cool like um Uh, I don't know if you guys watch the True Detective show at all, but uh, it has that sort of like detective vibe, that sort of like new, uh, like neo noir type of detective storytelling that I really, I really love, and uh, I, I highly recommend the game to anybody because it also it plays so much better than Alan Wake One. It's just a refined, really nice game and um, good story, and I can't wait to. I can't wait for more. Um, but I, I don't think I liked it as much as control, because control just like control just knocked my socks off. I loved control so much. And it's because cool. I like I like that vibe more. That's that sure. The control, the vibe in control scratches that itch of like when I was watching Lost and I was like, what's the Dharma initiative? What is that? I would like to know more about what's going on with that. That seems interesting. And it has all this like brutalist architecture in the game, and there's like not a lot of anything else. So you just see like it's, everything in the game is gray, kind of, and it just it kind of looked interesting and um, an interesting setting for a, for a video game, and I, I, I really loved it. Um, but uh, that's, I mean, that's a big update for me. Finished two games. A last, huge update. Last game of 2023 was Control. First game of 2024 was Alan Wake 2.
3: Um, you've sold me on Alan Wake 2 at minimum. Hell yes. And I, I I, definitely, I mean, I've heard so much about that game and I, I, I definitely got to check it out at some point. Uh, uh, that, uh, that, that's a great rundown. Heather, what have you been playing?
2: Uh, so my wife says to me one day, hey, I want to play the cooking game. And I went, uh, okay, I don't know what that is. And she's like, there's a cooking game that people talk about that's super fun. And I want to play it with you and my friend. And I went, oh, does your friend play it? And she's like, no, we're going to introduce it to my friend Courtney. We're gonna, uh, we're all gonna play the cooking game, and I was like, okay. So I looked up cooking games, and my first thought was Cooking Mama because it's the only one that I know of. Yeah, but apparently, uh, and this will come as no surprise to literally everybody who listens to the podcast, because the eighth best-selling Nintendo Switch game of last year was Overcooked, the game Overcooked wow. One and Two Collection, right? Uh, so this is a massive hit that I just was totally in a blind spot for me. Um, we loaded up for uh, Courtney and Mary and myself, and we learned to play Overcooked, which is a uh, post-apocalyptic cooking simulator, where, but but it's more like a restaurant post-apocalyptic? simulator. Post-apocalyptic? Like, yes. Wow. Okay. It's, it's, it's post-apocalyptic. It's so it's the the cold open is it's the post-apocalypse, and you have to cook for this beast who is demanding food. and you try very hard to effectively beat the final boss, fail miserably, and a king made out of an onion and his dog. Time travel you back to 1993 so you have enough time to learn how to run a restaurant so that you could eventually
0: <laughs>
2: save the world from this meatball and spaghetti-based monster. Um, The gameplay is often that the restaurant is poorly designed, and you and up to three other players... Uh, have to manage the tasks of a restaurant while fulfilling orders. So one of you is chopping vegetables. One of you is cooking food. One of you is assembling the food. So like if it's a cheeseburger restaurant, somebody's grabbing the shredded lettuce and putting it on a bun and then grabbing the tomato. Up at the top of your screen is a a list of the orders in the priority that that they need to be served or serviced. Uh, And you have to get these... Uh, orders out the out the door while also then cooking the dishes that return to you in a, a madcap uh, bomberman sort of perspective. like it's like top down mm-hmm. like maybe maybe slightly isometric perspective. Um, and it's a lot of communication between you and the other players because like you'll set out with a plan and you'll be like, okay, I'm gonna chop and 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 plate. And then somebody else would be like, great, I'm gonna cook and uh, wash. But inevitably, the restaurant, the chaos of the restaurant means that you have to improvise a little on the fly and somebody yells, you know, I'll take the order, I'll take the order, and they run across the room to, to drop off the order. When I say that the um that the food or that the the restaurants are poorly designed. I mean that after your initial level that takes place basically in a restaurant, you are then cooking in the middle of busy streets. Mm-hmm. So there's pedestrians wow. running around on 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 uh, uh, inside of your restaurant, or you are cooking on the top of two cars which are moving at slightly different speeds. Wow. So sometimes you cannot cross from one part of the restaurant into the other part of the restaurant. Sometimes there is an earthquake, which uh, shifts the levels of the restaurant, so you can only go from one part to another part, and then you are trapped there until an earthquake resets the levels, and then you can only go from one part to the other part. Um, The kitchen will catch fire. It is... It's a party game in that it is designed for multiple people, but it is a strategy game in that it is not, you cannot just fucking wing it. Like if you wing it, you're fucked. So it is, it's a really good bridge game for people who love to play video games and people who want to have like just a party experience. Um, Shortly after my mother started playing it. So now I've got uh, a four-player team.
1: Gail got into it. Then,
2: then yeah, Gail got into it. Then some of my uh, permanent Fortnite squad members were like, "Yo, I saw that you play Overcooked. I play Overcooked. We got a squad up in Overcooked. This is like it's like I it's like I lifted the carpet and found an entire society." Everybody knows about this game. Everybody plays it and everybody's having a blast. And and the truth is, so did I. I look forward to my next round of Overcooked with Mary, Courtney, my mom, or uh, my friend Darius, or whoever the fuck it is that ends up playing Overcooked with me. It's also cross-platform. So my mom's playing on a Switch. I'm playing on a PlayStation. Uh, It's, you know... So it's, it's a good game that's and, awesome and totally not my kind of game like you cannot kill anyone uh, you can, <laughs> you can, I mean unless you count like the, none of the food is vegan um,
1: <laughs> but this is like I also huh? I was going to say this is like an extension of your philosophy about what combat is I feel like working in a restaurant is combat sure that is like oh for sure it's it's 100 that's it's all combat. Like when you say thank yeah. you chef, you're basically saying thank you general.
2: Yeah. And 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 the gameplay there is no downtime in this game. Like no. you can't take it, you, if you take a break then the kitchen starts on fire and you have to grab the fire extinguisher and put out the the, the fires. Like it's it's it, it is constant constant engagement and thus constant reward. So you're totally right. It is it's kitchen combat. Um but, you know, the only the only knives you wield are the ones chopping onions. Love it. Um, side note, I got a PlayStation Portal. All
1: wow. right. Let's Nick. go. The, Two of the three of us go. now have PlayStation Portals. Portal Gang, rise up. This is what I'm talking portal about. Portal
2: Gang, rise up. Why'd I get it? Because some days I can't get out of bed. And, uh, you have you know, a better excuse than men- me.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh,. This treatment is rough. I only have one chemotherapy session left and Let's uh fucking go, dog. then I Hell probably yeah. won't ever touch my PlayStation Portal ever again. Uh but you, think you that, know, for the time being.
1: You think that? You but think that? Because because of where I know your PlayStation is located, right? It's not necessarily it's not in the home, right? But no, you might want to be not. on the couch with Mary or something, but you might also want to be playing something in the garage, right? Yep, this portal, yep. now your PlayStation's inside the house. That's now actually not I'm so bad. Now I'm the PlayStation. Now, well, yeah I, guess, yeah, I guess now you're the PlayStation is what I was trying to say. Mm.
2: That's I great. I'm so excited.
3: I, 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 I will say I can't believe it, but I can completely believe it, that when this thing was announced we on this podcast are like, this is fucking stupid. Who's this yeah. piece of shit for? And now two of the three of us
1: own one. Yeah, <laughs> And by, by year's end, Nick will be bullied into having one as well.
3: <laughs> year's well, end. It's we'll in see part you next because,
1: week. <laughs> just it's see in an part order because confirmation like this, st-
2: the Steam Deck doesn't, uh, y- there are ways to do it with the Steam Deck or whatever, but, um, but you not can't, like, it's, it. there's just not a convenient, I have the backbone, but there's not, like, a truly convenient pick-up-and-play option option for uh, remote play on a PlayStation, which is, which is bullshit also because the Vita exists. Let me fucking, str- if, if if you're a, an yeah. insane person who has a Vita, let mm-hmm. me remote play, the same architecture. It has to be. Sony's too lazy to build new architecture, so... I've heard that the lag on on a PlayStation Portal that is in the same room and direct connected to the PlayStation 5 is worse than the Wii U and that's how I know that they didn't uh update their architecture from PlayStation 4 to PlayStation 5. Wow. Nick. What are you playing?
3: Thank you for asking, Heather. You know, last time We took a winter hiatus in 2022 into 2023. I played through a 100 plus hour RPG, which became an all-timer for me. That game was Persona 5 Royal. Will it make my top 10 list? We're going to find out. This past winter hiatus, 2023 going into 2024, I played through another 100 plus hour RPG, which is now an all-timer for me. Baldur's Gate 3. I have finished Baldur's Gate 3 and I have started a new game on Tactician. Incredible.
2: Incredible.
3: Also, will it make my list? We're going to find out, but let me just talk about this game a little bit. And you know me, I could do a one hour unbroken monologue on Baldur's Gate 3. I'm not going to subject anyone to this, but you know I could do it. So I'm just saying that. I have a lot of thoughts here. I'm compressing them a little bit. I have a lot of things I could complain about this game, but I'm just going to give this a full-throated rave right now cuz I think it's an absolute masterpiece a raw and I think rave. it's an, I think it's an uh, this is a raw rave cuz I think it's an un, unmissable uh gaming okay, experience.
2: So, so so we he said raw and mm-hmm. he said full-throated. So what was Nick doing right before we started this record? Yeah, <laughs> you know. sitting in his car (laughs) in full view of the street on Sunset Boulevard.
0: (laughs) Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts.
3: So the bulk of my D&D experience, I realized as I was playing this game, has been through single-player PC games. Mm-hmm. You know, I've I played some tabletop, I've played some PNP, but overall, like, most of what I've done with D&D has been PC games. And, you know, that includes the Gold Box games back in the day, Eye of the Beholder, uh, Dark Sun, Shattered Lands, one of the few people who played that, Baldur's Gate 1 and 2, Planescape Torment, Icewind Dale. I played all these games. I think... Baldur's Gate 3 is the best single-player D&D video game experience and one of the best RPGs wow. ever made. I just think it's the best reflection of you know what I've experienced uh, playing D&D offline, uh, not playing it on, on a computer. I, I think it's the best translation. And I don't think this is necessarily even a controversial opinion. If you want to argue for Neverwinter Nights or something like that, fine, but I think that's a lot less accessible uh, or a lot less approachable for the average player. Uh, for me, it's BG3. I played as a bard in my first playthrough, complete blast, so many class-specific choices, you know, being able to busk for money, uh, The just just the attention to detail in this game, like you have, there are, there are, I think, six different instruments that you can pick as a bard. You will come across other street performers, and you will hear them playing a certain song. You can join in playing that song, and it will sync up to tempo, and... You know, for instance, my character is playing a lute. So if I come across someone playing a flute, then it would just become a duet. And the two of us would be playing together in harmony. You can do this with up to, you know, with, with you can do this with full instrumentation. If you like, if you want to give every, every party member a, 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 an axe, um, a figurative axe, because there are literal axes in this game. it's there there's silver tongue dialogue choices you get as a bard where you can talk multiple bosses into committing suicide and i know that's not like a thing that's you know that's a thing that's been in other video games
2: i'm gonna respect i'm respecting right now i'm respecting the
3: the the moments when i hit that i was like this is great this is i'd rather do this than have this boss fight not just be not just for ease but just because it's like such a a memorable moment uh, in this experience Uh, So I will say that, and I I said this when I was playing it earlier, I finished on Explorer mode. That's what I played on, which is the easy mode. Um, And the new game I'm playing is on Tactician, which is the hard mode. They've since patched in a hardcore mode, honor mode, uh, which I'm not going to play yet. Um, I have zero regrets about playing it on Explorer because this game is so complex and inscrutable. It took me like 30 hours just to figure out the quirks of combat and the UX. This was with watching like endless YouTube videos of like 15 things you missed in combat, you know. Uh, once i once I clocked all that, once I figured it all out, the combat became trivial, but it was still so fun because there's just so many ways to play through one of these encounters um and I'm now well into act one, like like pretty deep into act one on tactician um and each combat encounter now has the stakes of a boss fight. It's just unforgiving, every turn matters, and knowing how to play it, it's just an absolute blast when I'm gl- like, okay, well, yeah, hey, I know I can one shot an enemy by, by pushing them off a cliff. I understand you know I, I know the fun of like Dousing them with water and then blasting them with lightning because that that doubles up the damage and that's intuitive. Um, Just all all the detail that exists in the combat system made me come to really love it. And I'll also say as someone who played Baldur's Gate one and two, much prefer this combat engine because the Infinity engine in those original games was it was a it was a weird hybrid real time with pause system. Where turns took place, but they took place in real time, and you'll you'll see this happen actually in the in Baldur's Gate three because you can go into turn based mode at literally any point. You do that when you're in town, just around um, NPCs around a non combat encounter. Turns are still occurring like through the game clock, but there's no actual like turns that are taking place in Baldur's Gate one and two, and you know the 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 other related games. And so I always just felt it a little clunky. Here I feel like the discrete turns uh, just makes it a much more compelling game. The other thing that I'm finding replaying it now is all the things I missed because I didn't use a guide for my per- first playthrough. I, mm-hmm. I look you know, I look at things like here's how to play the game. Here's some combat tips. Here's some ways to spec. But I didn't look at anything in terms of quests except for one quest, which I thought was bugged. And it turned out that it was just uh, dumb. Um, anyway, uh, I'm not going to blame about this game. It's great. Uh, but... But the thing that I'm finding is there's so much of the map I missed. There's Mm -hmm. so many quests that I just like, oh, I didn't realize there was extra dimension to it. They're like, they're, you know, they're little details. They're references to things. You'll find a letter on a corpse that's addressed to a character you meet in act three. And if you're playing really close attention on a single playthrough, you might pick up on that. But I'm not taking notes. I'm playing a video game. So playing in a second playthrough, I'm like, holy shit, I can't believe this connection that has just been made. Um. It's got great art direction and terrific character design. When we're talking about video games visually, the word that, that's used is graphics, and I think that's a tell because a lot of times what we're talking about is things like resolution and frame yeah, rate, yeah. things that are technical. But here, this is just a game that, yeah, yeah, it's it's maybe a little, it, it, it's a, obviously a little bit buggy, but the character design is so fucking good. The environments look so lush and lived yeah, in. Yeah, and and you you, know, you look at a character like Lazel or Shadow Heart or, or Astarion, and and it's just like their visual design is instantly memorable and is shorthand for what that character's essence is. And it's also so interesting that
1: you could, I don't feel like I met very many people in the game that looked anything like another person I met in the game, really. Like there's like, you know, yeah, there you, reaches
3: a certain point where you start to see the same, you know, gnomes with cornrows and he's sure. just like, OK, well, I feel like I've I, but but that said, given the limited number of templates that they have for hairstyles and faces and scarring yeah. or whatever. Yeah, I think they do a really good job of diversifying all the various NPCs um, the, while we're talking aesthetics. The music by Bar- Borislav Slavov is so fucking good. It's one of the best video game scores I, I can remember uh, the down by the river late motif that you that you hear in character creation that keeps resurfacing throughout the game it never gets old and it's endlessly reshuffled. Uh, the combat music you'll you'll come to notice it's dynamic um, and will change if you felt if you like dis- defeat a powerful enemy or yeah. if a party member is downed. So it's like it's like reacting to the flow of combat and making you feel more triumphant or more backed into a corner, and that's really effective. And also, and I told this to the two of you on text, and I won't give any spoilers in terms of of who it is or what the specifics are, because I think people should experience it the way I've experienced it if you haven't gotten to this point in the game, uh, which is organically and not knowing it was coming. There is a third act boss who sings their own theme song. You get to their area and a fucking musical number breaks out. And I was playing this and a smile is creeping onto my face and in my brain said with affection is like, is, are they really fucking doing this? I could not believe it. I think it's like one of the best boss themes ever. And it's such an amazing moment that actually also ties in with the essence of the character that you're fighting. Uh, An incredible encounter that is just taken up several notches by the scoring there. Incredible soundtrack. Talking a few more, a few more things and then we'll get into our top 10 list. It's the best fuck around and find out game I think I've played. <laughs> fuck yeah. Uh, here's some examples from Act One. These are all non-main quests. So these aren't story spoilers and these aren't, um, you know, the, the, this, this is stuff from early in the game. So hopefully I'm not, I'm not stepping on too much, stepping too far into spoiler country. There's a blighted village where you hear sex sounds in a barn yeah and you can open the door you can go to open the door and your party member's like hey leave them alone don't do that yeah (laughs) and of course like i'm like i'm gonna fucking know i'm gonna open this up and see what's going on in there and it's a bugbear just railing an ogre (laughs) and they turn to you and they're like what the fuck are you doing like like, like, what are you like leave me alone and it's like unless you like pass some some skill checks they will attack you and then it's then you just have to like kill these people who are having a, a, a consensual encounter yeah. that you intruded upon. <laughs> and like, and like I killed what I killed the bugbear, and the ogre is just like, no, like it's all distraught that her lover yeah. has been killed in front of her. While so they were in the throes of passion moments ago. And I felt horrible. Um, And it's, but it's also like, you're just like, what did you expect to happen? What yeah. did you think
1: was going to go on when you decided to open this can of worms? It's so like, that's it's so good. so many little things like that. I remember like declining uh, a quest to go like steal an egg for, oh, this, yeah, yeah. for this lady. And she was like, You're not going to do it? Fine. I'm going to fight you. And I was like, I guess you're dead then. <laughs> like, I don't know. I what am I going to do? Like, I'm not doing it. I don't want to do that. Uh, yeah. I'm also remembering, I don't remember if I've mentioned this on the show. Uh, is her name Lizelle? On the, Lizelle, yeah. Uh, she died in my playthrough. In oh my the, God. Like early on. Oh. And I, and I didn't. Like, Permadeath? Yeah, and Jesus I Jesus Christ and I, I, she wasn't Whoa. in my party. I, she wasn't in my party at the time like I like holy she, shit I just saw her and I was like, I don't know uh, Matt. I'm shocked We like oh we got into like an <laughs> argument because like you meet her in the very beginning Yeah, right and we had like an art. I was like she's kind of rude I don't like her and so we had sort of like an argument. I picked like an argumentative uh, Like dialogue choice, and so we just didn't get along so she yeah. didn't come with me initially It was always me and Shadowheart and then um, then uh, later on, like in Act One, there's a part where there's a big dragon or whatever, and like some people have uh have Lizelle, and uh they like kill her. And I was like, oh, like I guess it could have stopped them. This from is the, like her the
3: Kray crash, yes. I think. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. And they kill her and then I or I you know, I did a bad job of trying to stop the encounter. Uh, and she just died. And I, <laughs> I but I didn't know she was so impactful or such a like a like you know, main character until I started to, like, engage with people... Like online talking about like you know, like watching YouTube videos about yeah. Baldur's Gate three and stuff. People were like, I love her. I was like, She died immediately. Like she was not she was nothing <laughs> to me in my in my game.
3: I love that you committed to this and didn't yeah. save scum out of it. I think, yeah. I think that's the way to play the game. And I wasn't I wasn't save scumming here either. I was just like, you know, if I fail to roll, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go with it. I I've think that's the way to play and, this game. I mean, and save scummed
1: for other people, but yeah. I just didn't I didn't know it was just so I, the game was so new to me at that yeah, point. Sure. I just didn't I just didn't know yeah. what I could do. Well
2: this is this is related to my experience with the game which is uh you know I haven't beaten b- my first run of Baldur's Gate 3 yet but I have said on the uh, on the pod before that I that everybody in the entire fucking world hates my character and uh right. are all ev- almost every interaction I have with an NPC there's something I've done in the past where they are like kill her on sight <laughs> and I <laughs> there there was a uh, an somebody who was just an NPC in the woods who's like a you know like a devil looking character um whatever the fuck those guys are called and she sees I mean, me and devils. it's just like or, or it could be like, a tiefling too. A tiefling there you go yeah. and this tiefling's like there is blood on your hands I shall avenge them and I'm like what? Who are you? She like fucking draws her sword and I wipe her out with my party. And then, you know, weeks later, happen to see a tweet where somebody's like, she's my favorite party member. And I'm like, oh, no, that was that was a character yeah. that was, I didn't even you have the Car-Lash? opportunity to. Yeah, I didn't have the opportunity oh to talk. Oh my god, you killed Carlac! She, she, she fucking drew. She drew her sword at me the moment she set set eyes on me, yeah. and I think that's probably because I looked through a barrel in the town she's from,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and I and somebody was like, "Hey, you can't do that. You got to go to jail." And I was like, "I'm just looking through the fucking barrel," and then they draw their sword. And then yeah. I'm like okay I, got, I kill that person and it created a domino effect where my party had to wipe out an entire town. Uh yes. and the town apparently has a lot of story and a lot of quests. It's the one where it's like tieflings and uh um, the plant people really what the are those central, guys called
3: Yeah, the, like, the, the the druids, yeah. That really the yeah, central the hub of the of the first part of act 1. The first portion of act well,
2: 1. I t- so that hub is decimated because I had to go person by person as I'm trying to get out. I'm just like, okay, I'm sorry. I dug through the fucking barrel. You know, there was like a paralyzed woman in the room and Mm -hmm. I was like, ah, she's not gonna fucking mind. Uh, But anyway, um, yeah. So there's a huge amount of content that I'll get to see on my second playthrough when I don't play a thief. And that, look, it's not, It's I I can't, with any honesty, put a game like that that I haven't beaten in my tier list for today, but it is a fucking masterpiece, and and we're having such divergent experiences in a game that is not quite a sandbox, but also is like a conceptual sandbox, because you can kind of do anything.
3: Yeah. That's what's so astonishing about the design, is that you can kill party members or not have them in your party and the game still works because there are so many versions of this that honestly maybe from any other developer what you would have expected is an objective to find the gith yankee from that that craft and and partner up with them and maybe a hard fail if that character dies like it's it's just but they're just like no you don't you don't have to party up with them um you don't have to be allied with them you don't have to uh, keep them alive even and then there's so
1: many times you can progress through the entire game And there are so many games that will, you know, at the start of the game, they'll tell you, like, your choices in this game actually matter, and they impact the game. And, like, a lot of the times, they don't really. There's, like, a couple of options that get you to the ultimate choice that the game wants you to make. Um, But in this game, it's like, yeah, fucking do. I don't care. Do whatever the fuck you want. Right. Uh, I'm interested to ask Rochelle how you are playing this game. because You said that you are... um, about five hours into act three, and that's probably about where I am as well, but what is, how are you engaging with the world? Are you are you fucking around and finding out, or are you, like, what are you doing?
2: For the first act, I was definitely trying to play as, like, straight as possible, because uh-huh. I just, like, didn't really understand, I couldn't wrap my head around the concept of, like, just being able to do anything. Yeah. Um, until I... I kept not being able to beat this boss. Yeah. And it was like on, I don't know how spoilery, but it was like on an island situation. Mm-hmm. And then I probably saved scum like 10 times not being able to beat this boss. And then I uh, turned him into a sheep and then pushed him off. And I was like, <laughs> oh, this game is so Rocks. fucking cool. Rocks,
1: Yeah, it's oh, so I had great. A hard, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Had, I had a hard time with this guy because. Um because it's sort of like a floating island at the end of yeah. Act 2, right? And, like, uh, there are a bunch of enemies there, and all of my guys are just, like, I guess, very easy to push. <laughs> and they would just get pushed. So i lose, yeah. like, you know, one one uh, save, uh, you know, Carlack gets <laughs> pushed off this this floating rock into the abyss. Uh, Gail gets pushed off the next save. And I'm like, I gotta make sure, I gotta make sure everybody is s- as center as possible. But then there's all this crazy stuff happening. But that was a... Uh, that was a really tough uh part of the game for me as well.
3: Uh I was going to say we should do a Baldur's Gate 3 episode but we're kind of doing it now but inadvertently but I <laughs> yeah. do think that's a we thing should we it. should do at a certain point. Richard, what what character are you playing?
1: What's your, what's your build? Um
2: I am a rogue L. Oh awesome. Yeah. We
1: we nice. definitely should do it because I was thinking of the same thing. I was like we are kind of doing this. I can guarantee you we could talk for two more hours about stuff we haven't talked about. Yeah.
3: Let, let me, let me, let me wrap up my thoughts real quick and then we'll get on these top 10 lists because we've gone way long. Yeah. Um, so, but I, I think I mentioned this. I, I if if uh, so I'm I was saying it the second time, I apologize, but you were talking about the tieflings earlier, Heather. I do want to say on my, my tactician playthrough, I'm playing as a tiefling, mm-hmm. which I really am enjoying because there are all these unique interactions, especially in that first area. And I was kind of like going in, like, I think I'll do an evil playthrough just to see what it's like. But then my tiefling Ooh. goes in the tiefling village and the druids are like another one of your cursed kind. I'm like, fuck you. I'm allying with the tiefling. So yeah. I decided to just be good again. Yeah, And honestly, just playing a different uh, good playthrough, but making different choices and having a different party composition. Again, I'm seeing a, a bunch more stuff and seeing the stuff that I've already seen uh, through a different lens. I also want to talk real quick to anyone who hasn't played this game because they are worried about how long it is. Because, you know, my playthrough took me 134 hours. It's a big boy. Or anyone who doesn't like turn-based games. It's like I just don't play turn-based games. Uh, the, the For anyone who's worried about the length, but if you're interested in narrative games or games with choices, just play this game. Like, yeah. just don't don't worry about it. You don't have to rush through it. And honestly, if you play 20 hours of Act 1 and that's your Baldur's Gate 3 experience, you've gotten your money's worth and that's probably better than 20 hours you would spend playing a complete game. Uh, just play this game if you're at all worried about the length. If that's your obstacle, if that's the thing that's, that's keeping you away from this, uh, forget about it. It's, it's worth playing regardless. Uh, anyone who's worried about turn-based combat, First off, you can play it on Explorer. I did it. It's totally fine. And you don't yeah. have to, and, and the, the combat engine is still fun and you have a lot more room for error. But also I will say that it, your idea of turn-based combat may be like a bad JRPG. There's good JRPG combat, but there's a lot of bad JRPG menu combat where your, your actions consist of attack, 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 heal, spell cast, attack, attack. It's just like, it's very monotonous and tedious. And maybe that's what you're thinking of. This is not that. Your character positioning matters, both horizontally and vertically. All these status effects that we talked about—the idea that, like you know, a lot of times in in bad combat engines, the most powerful effects, like polymorphing a boss into a sheep, are gated away from you because that, for balance reasons, um, uh, a lot of that that the, the these 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 ways of of approaching combat, all these different techniques you have to solving these problems are present. And I think it's just a much more enjoyable combat engine than maybe what you are picturing in your turn based skeptic brain. Uh, So to anyone who is all worried about the you know, has reasons to not play this game, but is interested, play this game. It's it's fucking great. Let's get into our all time top 10 list.
2: Before we get into that all time top 10 list, yes, I want to say, um, I, there, I'm pretty sure that there's a certain game, uh, that might be on Matt's list. And I had an alarm set, uh, for uh, 1 30 p.m., uh, because I knew that cer- a certain pre order was going to go live on Amazon, and that, uh, if you aren't in that opening window, you'll end up paying an exorbitant. You know, third party fee in order to get a thing. So I just wanted to tell Matt live right here on the show that I got you the Sora Amiibo, Heather. You don't wow! Worry
0: about it.
1: Thank you. Heather. You you don't know this, and you don't know. Um, I haven't told you this. My, I had a pre order for it that got canceled literally two days ago. Wow! It got canceled well, for I, me. I got you, buddy, Heather. What a friend! That rocks. Thank you so much. You're um. Welcome. Wow. Nick, I'm Nick. I I got you
2: a kind of glove that doesn't ruin skin. It says.
1: Okay.
3: I was going to reference how you got me a PlayStation Five back in the day because you saw a pre-order window and how that was a, a a very thoughtful gesture from my good friend. Yes. This is in, an, this is amazing no,
1: we, because I we, we
3: went we went that direction.
1: I. Okay. I just want it because I, I I have the character in Smash. I'm not good at Smash. I just want it because I need to see Sora on my shelf. That's like yeah. the main yeah. thing I need it for. Well, um, so I, I really you. appreciate that.
2: It'll be, Thank you. It'll be out mid February. I had my little alarm set, and uh,
1: this is unbelievable, there it incredible. Is. Wow. Yeah. The podcast is over. I think we're done. Uh, we're not done. We have.
3: <laughs> Our all-time top ten list to get <laughs> yeah. through as we're approaching the one-hour mark. So I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say th- a few thoughts real quick. I want I want everyone to chime in yes. with any general thoughts. My real quick bullet points. I don't think in t- my approach, we're not doing the sight and sound poll. Like we're not doing like that's the thing the British Film Institute does every ten years of like they they survey a bunch of people to try to come up. Here's the ten defining films of this medium. Um this is not what we're doing we're doing our own personal lists yes that's yeah. how everyone approached it because if i was doing like a sight and sound style poll i would include games like minecraft tetris Wii sports world of warcraft that maybe aren't on my personal list
1: oh yeah no 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 these are all personal these to are me. all personal ones yeah and,
3: and also this and heather we 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 asked you about this and you were clear on this we are ordering our lists so yes. we are ranking yeah. them one through ten uh i think we go i think go reverse that's the way to go yeah, right 10 to number one. ten yep. yeah yeah did, did anyone have any personal methodology they wanted to talk about for coming up with this or are you just gonna are we just gonna get through it as we as we get into them uh,
1: I, 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 I searched my mind palace and I just kind of was remembering like what games what games have I played the most what games do I return to what games have I played yeah like multiple times um what games have I told people like are my favorites like to their face in the last right. like few years um and I was saying to you guys that one thing through nine were easy and then that 10th spot that 10th spot the first spot on the list really is the was the hardest one for me but everything one through nine was pretty rock solid heather how about you
2: i so i thought generationally i thought what's mm. my favorite game of this era And what's my favorite game of the systems out in this era? And then once I had that game, then I thought of the next era and the next era. And then I would be like, is this game better than a game from uh, like my second favorite choice from this system? Uh, So that was kind of how I went was I was like, let's just name my favorite game for each console and then start. Stack those against one another and and see if there's anything that is shoved off of the list. Um, So. uh, So, yeah, that's that's how I did it.
3: I love that. Uh, Yeah, I I basically just made a made a huge list of like everything I could think of that ended up being like, you know, 73 games. Um, And then I winnowed that down first to a short list of 25, which was actually very quick. Like that, that was surprised by how quickly that went. Uh, like Matt, like the tough thing for me was, you know, I, I had like six locks, and then the remaining four slots, yeah. were were a struggle. Uh, but let's get into it. Who wants to go first? I, I should not go first. I just bloviated for way too long about Baldur's Gate three.
1: Um, I'll go first because, like I said, this this tenth spot on this list was really challenging to uh to figure out because I could I. There's there's just a lot left on the table, right? Your number ones are your number ones for yeah. a reason. And those are never going to be out of question, right? But the the further you get down that list, I was like, ah, oh, I could I could put anything in the in the tenth spot. Yeah, one hundred
3: percent. Also, we should yeah. we, I should say real quick, we Heather and me and Matt we all have, have have compiled our own guesses for what we think is on everyone's list, and on the honor system, we will
1: say what we got right. Yeah. Um, so in the in the ten spot because I've played this game a lot I have a lot of fond memories of this game and uh, luckily was able to uh, replay it again just last year when the remake came out. And in the ten spot, Resident Evil Four. Wow, a horror game? Can you believe this? For me, holy shit! Hmm. Wow, yeah. but a horror I, I, action I somebody, game. Yeah,
2: I know somebody who I wish was here to hear it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's. I mean, it's just a perfect. I, that I mean, it's like an all time just great game. I lo- I love it. I love it so much, and I loved I loved the remake. Oh boy, love the remake! Wow, great pick. Great unimpeachable, pick. unimpeachable. Are we doing all ten? In yeah, a, do all ten. Okay, do all, great. Do Your whole list. Oh, um, you're doing
2: you're doing your whole list. I think
3: so. I, we don't have to, but I think I think it'd be it's maybe easier to track. Yeah, an individuals' huh. tastes. I think versus snaking is going
1: to be tough. Um, okay. we could we could alternate okay. if you want. Uh in the in the, in the number nine spot, I think this game is just it's staggering, it's just such a uh it still looks great, even though now it's uh gosh um it's not that old, but it's like seven years old at this point uh probably one of the newer games on this list. Um, I just think it's 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 fantastic and uh so in number nine, Red Dead Redemption Two. Wow, Red Dead wow. Redemption Two. That game, when it came out, just really like took over my life in a uh, borderline negative way. I was like, oh, I think I'm a cowboy now. <laughs> I think I'm a cowboy. I love cowboy stuff. You could pull off that look. I th- You know what? I think my head is too big for most hats, but mm. I think if you put a cowboy hat on me, yeah. no one's saying shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like, oh, look, Hoss uh, ha- is walking in. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm so frustrated that there hasn't been like an upscaled, nicer 60 mm-hmm. FPS version of that fucking game released for PS5 yeah. because I didn't finish Red Dead Redemption 2 in part because I think I've mentioned on the show. I got tired of eating cowboy food and I yeah. was dedicated right. to eating the food while playing the game, beans uh, and beef. but it is su- it is such an incredible game and I still yeah. watch other people playing it because mm-hmm. it's also endlessly funny.
1: It's, so, it's funny. so fucking good right it, it's really, really yeah. great um in the number eight spot, I had to get this guy on the list. I was like, what you know he's my guy I, I love him so much, but which of his games are my fi- is my favorite uh and I landed on Super Mario 3D world. I love Super Mario 3D Holy world so shit. so much and is I, I, when I played through it, I was like, I think this is like just one of the best games ever period I, I love it. I love it so much. It's my favorite Mario game, and so I thought I had to, uh, I had to get Mario on the list, and I why not have it be my favorite one?
3: 3D World is on was on my short list. Will it make mm-hmm. my my final list? Mm. But yeah, I would I would definitely one that that was that was in the final
1: going at minimum. Number seven, we talked about I love it. We talked this about so it much.
2: Late. I fucking love this so much. This is it's my, pretty fun. I'm, I'm so happy. Yeah. Right now, like listening to this, this is the best.
1: <laughs> I know. Last week, we sort we made a joke that like a lot of podcasts are just like lists, and like people like it. I am having fun, and I do, I do like this. Yeah. <laughs> um, number seven, The Last of Us. Just come on, um, but yeah, I was pretty surprised at where it ranked. Just in general, I knew it was going to be in the top ten. Seven is lower than I would have thought before, sure. but. Once I get through the other ones, uh, you'll hear why. Um, Not a lot to say about The Last of Us. It's just good. It's just, it's just, it's The Last of Us. It's on the list. It's
2: just good. Um, It's just Number six,
1: God of War 2018. God of War 2018. uh, Because, you know, I've played all these God of War games. Kratos is my dog. I am a ride or die for Kratos. I love that guy. And uh, I loved Ragnarok a lot too, but I think... I had to put the 2018 one because the only reason Ragnarok is so good is because they made such a different game out of 2018 from uh, the previous uh, installment. And uh, I like all of them. I had to get Kratos on the list, uh, but I, I, I wanted uh, God of War 2018 to to, to represent uh, my love of Kratos. Number five, Prince of Persia in the Sands of Time. This is just, okay. I've, I probably played through this game like, yes, 10 times. yeah, I love it. I just I love when I, when it came out, uh I, I just I would just not stop playing it. I would just roll credits and then start again because I was just like, I love the I love the rewinding time mechanic. great it's mechanic. Good. yeah, it, it should be in, it should be in every game. I think it's so good. It's so fun um and i like the other games too but sands of time i think is just it's just such a home run
3: it's also like the the tough thing i remember when that game came out of just completely reinventing a franchise yes. and updating it for a modern age that's maybe not familiar with the originals and doing it in a way that you know honors its source but also like makes it contemporary
1: yeah, yeah. and um you know if this remake ever comes out uh i'll certainly give it a try that's sort of the other thing what about- What do you think comes out first, that or the RDR2 remake? <laughs> the, I, I can almost guarantee that the, um, the, the update for <laughs> Red Dead Redemption 2 will come out first wow. before, uh, before the Prince of Persia Sands of Time uh, remake. Um, but that thing about this list too is that all these games are still playable on modern uh, hardware No, too. I, I, lo- uh, I love this about your list. The, the next one, number four, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, the original, number one. Wow. Uh, cause that was one of the, one of the first games that I had yep. and it's, that game is just in my bone. I'll never hear Goldfinger without thinking of my boy, Tony Hawk. I'll never, <laughs> it, it's never going to happen. Never. <laughs> it's just, that's just what my brain is now. Um, number three, Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater placed at the three spot completely coincidentally. Uh, but that's where it goes. Cause I've played, i I own, I think I own like five copies of this game. <laughs> <laughs> i own it for playstation let's count them i own it for playstation 2 i own it for playstation 3 i bought a digital version of it on xbox uh i have the um 3ds version i have four versions of it yeah um i have not uh quintuple dipped on this game yet uh but once that um volume one collection gets to about like uh maybe 20 dollars, that's 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 in the bag for sure yes. um Number two, Pokemon. But this is let me just say Metal
3: Gear Star 3, Snake Eater, a game we covered on the show with Gene Park, correct? That's right with Gene Park. Uh and uh and absolutely holds up. Just like, a- just, just a really just a just an incredible experience and in one of the defining franchises in all of video games. I think that's a good good one to have represented on your list.
1: And being remade, you know. So we'll see sure. we'll see how that remake comes out. Um and then uh, yeah, number two, Pokemon Gold version. It's just my favorite Pokemon game still to this day we played it on the show as well yeah and uh i just i just love it so much and it's just it to me it's everything that a good pokemon game uh, should be and finally number one number one with the bullet this was the easiest one on the list kingdom hearts 2 kingdom hearts wow. 2 let's fucking go okay kingdom hearts 2 is everything that kingdom hearts 1 is but better and more it plays better, it looks better, it's more fun, it rocks. It fucking rules, and that, to me, is the best video game of all time. I love it. Kingdom Hearts 2, baby. I love that. I love that I, pick.
2: I love it. I love it, too. Uh, we,
1: that, had,
2: we had talked ahead of time about, like, sort of uh, secretly making lists for one another of what we thought the other... Yeah. Uh, the other members would say, and then being sort of scouts on her about how many of them we got right for one another. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about that at the end of this entire segment or should we just talk about Matt's picks right now?
3: I, I think we should do it now. Interesting. Because I, I yeah I think and because I, and I, I will say um, I wrote down 10 options for you I got seven of them. (laughs) The ones I got right, God of War 2018, Kingdom Hearts 2, this is an alphabetical order, Last of Us, Metal Gear Solid 3, Snake Eater, Prince of Persia, Sands of Time, Resident Evil 4, and Super Mario 3D World, I did guess. Uh, The ones that weren't on your list that I guessed for you, Control, just because I know you've been raving about that game, and I thought that might be like a recency bias thing. Um, Elden Ring, Mm -hmm. I just know is, is one of your most played game this generation. And the Tony Hawk I guessed was Tony Hawk's Underground.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Tony Hawk's Underground was made the list at a time, but I just went back to the original, uh, because I just played it so so much. And Control almost did take that ten spot. Yeah, that ten spot was brutal. Elden Ring was in the ten spot. Uh, it was that that one changed the most more than any of the other ones.
3: I, I I should have guessed a Pokemon for you, but I couldn't figure out which Pokemon it would be, so I just was like, you know, I'll I'll take a mulligan on that. Yeah, uh, Heather, how'd you
1: do?
2: Uh, I got four of them. Wow. Um. But I I did get them almost in order. Wow! Uh, with uh, Metal Gear Solid Three, Pokemon Gold Silver, Kingdom Hearts Two, and Tony Hawk, which was what I thought was going to be your first your, your primary pick. <laughs> um, I I had Rock Band on my list for you. That um, was a great pick. Um, it was on the
1: list. It was, it was on Matt the pick. list.
2: Because I definitely thought I was like ah, Matt, Matt. Matt might pick a rock band. He might pick a uh, he might pick a rock band. Um.
1: That one was tougher not... because I didn't know – I was like, do I just pick Rock Band as a property, or is there one that I like more than the other ones? They're all functionally the same. They just yeah. have different songs, right? Uh, yeah. Guitar Hero also was, like, in contention, but uh, I ultimately went with, yeah, Resident Evil 4 in that 10th spot. But there were, the all big, these ones that you're mentioning, sh- yeah.
2: The big shock for me was Super Mario 3D World, which I knew you liked, but I didn't know that you loved. And that says a lot to me. Here, you know, I just, well, I, I'm, I'm, I, I don't know. It makes me feel like a kind of warmth from my friend Matt.
1: It's nice. I do. I do sort of feel nice um, about uh, just doing this. And it sucks that uh, uh, you guys don't get to do it. And it was just for me only. Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah, but that's just the
1: format we've committed. Yeah, to. it's just for me only. Mm-hmm. Just kidding. No, this is it's, this is great. No, it's. I, I mean, look. Super Mario 3D World. I just, I just, I, you know what it, the fact that you can be a cat in that one is doing a lot of heavy lifting, but not, not that much. It's just a good, it's just a good game. One of the best Mario power ups of all time. Yeah. Absolutely. Who wants, who wants to go next?
2: I, I feel like Nick should go last because I feel like his choices are going to be such a, a, a strange puzzle box. Whereas mm. I'm pretty sure that most listeners could guess mine uh, because I just talk about the same 10 games over and over and over again. Uh, um, that's fair. So I'm, I'm ready to go next. Let's do it. All right. Let's do it. <clears throat> Number 10. Uh, this is a uh, multi-platform game developed by uh, Eric Chahi. Uh, I speak about it a lot on this show, and it is another world slash out of this world for, uh, you know, Super Nintendo, Genesis, computers, At- Atari ST, 3DO, MS-DOS, the fucking Game Boy Advance has a version, Sega CD has a version, there's a Vita version, a PS4 version, a Windows Mobile, a Switch, an Xbox One. So if you want to know what my top 10 best game of all time is you can play it basically on anything. Uh, I think it is a masterpiece of atmosphere. And I think it is also, it's one of those incredible games made by effectively one person. Mm. And because of that, there is a thematic consistency from design to, uh, to the sort of cinema cinematic quality of the game. Um, There is no, there's very few options in out of this world. So unlike most of the things that I enjoy, you kind of have to figure out how to how to beat a certain level, so to speak, by figuring out what the developer wants you to do. But it is so challenging and it is so satisfying when you do that and the story it tells is mysterious and simple. I fucking love out of this world slash. Another World, which couldn't be called Another World because in the United States there was a sitcom uh, with that title.
0: And it wasn't <laughs> they like, they're no, like, we can't
2: call it a, a, Another World, but that's what it is. It's Another World. And it was like, no, there's a, there's a main sitcom on television, so you can't, you have to call it something else. Uh, out of this world. All right.
3: What's interesting is there was also a, an out of this world show, right? Wasn't that the Maybe. one where the girl who gets stop time? I don't know. Yeah.
2: Sure. Yeah, Maureen maybe, Flanagan. Maybe, maybe,
3: I'm conflating, maybe I'm conflating the two. That
2: might That's be a great the- pick. I never watched the sitcom. I have no idea.
3: That's a great pick.
2: All right. Uh, number nine, Elden Ring. Wow. Which wow. had to beat the other- It was like, okay, it's a Souls game, but which Souls game is it? Mm-hmm. Uh. And I, I, you know, I, st- for a while it was Dark Souls, for a while it was Demon Souls because I fucking love Demon's Souls. But ultimately I was like, look, I, there was, there were very few video games where every time I played it, I would go into the house and tell Mary, I fucking love this game so much. I thought about it all the time. Uh, I think it's going to stand the test of time as one of the most excellent. It, it's so, a- again, like Out of This World, it's fucking hard. And it's so good when it's good. And you can make yourself be kind of any kind of thing like you can you could be a a, a lumbering idiot uh, who's a tank. You could be a a glass mage. You can be like it's it's a fuck. Everybody knows Elden Ring. It's a fucking great game. Elden Ring
1: in the only game on your list where you invaded and killed me. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> Look, no, I didn't kill you I didn't kill you oh, No, that's
1: right, no, you didn't kill me I killed you because I got scared I
2: started I started to attack you because I didn't realize it was you And then the yeah. moment I realized it was you, I ran away And you chased me down a flight of stairs and murdered me
1: yeah, That's right, uh, that's right
2: So, yeah, no, I, yeah, I almost accidentally so uh, slayed my podcast brother um, <laughs> Number eight Final Fantasy 12. Wow. Which is not a lot of people's favorite Final Fantasy game. And it is not even a game that shares a lot of uh in co- it, it doesn't have a lot in common with the rest of the series. Right. Because it has a combat system that is unlike any of the combat systems of any of the other Final Fantasy games. You set up a programming language for your characters. If this happens, then do this. If this happens, then do that, called Gambits. And uh, once you set up your Gambits, you enter into battle and you watch your characters do what you've told them to do. So you're almost like an a om- omniscient strategist for your team and then if things start going south you can micromanage and like choose things on the fly but most of the game you are like all right let's see if this is the right set of parameters in order to take down this fucking giant armadillo um but i loved it i love the story i it's the first of the final fantasy scripts which is mature uh, and not a bunch of um, I don't know it, it it's it's not hokey it takes itself very seriously and a lot of people aren't you know, it's and it does it in a different way than Final Fantasy 16 does which is that it is still full of joy there's still like weird moments where you're like running around a town shouting another guy's name in order to convince the villagers that uh, this guy's important or that they need to pay attention to him so it's 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 still got kind of a a quirky goofiness to it but the story itself is like earnest robust and satisfying so that's my number eight.
3: I think it's a great pick and a great representation of of the franchise. I, I'd one of the one of the best Final Fantasies, also a a personal favorite of mine in the series. And uh, yeah, I think you're you're absolutely right, and your description of the combat system is so novel and unique and satisfying.
2: Number seven, shocked at how low on the list this is. The Last of Us. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, The Last of Us is so good, and factions is the best uh multiplayer game i've ever played (laughs) so you can imagine my broken heart when it was announced that uh naughty dog was abandoning the factions project which was going to be a fortnite style live service game uh because i would have died on my couch if they had brought that game out (laughs) um and uh, I'm heartbroken that it doesn't exist. Apparently, they are shutting down the faction servers soon, so I might dip back in. Um, Last of Us is a masterpiece. Uh, I don't even know what. There's nothing I can say about it other than to say that my number. Uh, what am I? Six? My number yes. six game is The Last of Us Part
1: Two. Wow. I'm shocked. I had guessed you were going to do that, um, but I didn't, um, I didn't lock it in, but I had thought about you doing that. I'm shocked you did both. Please continue.
2: The, the longer I'm away from The Last of Us Part 2, the, the more I love it. Uh, when the remaster comes out later this month, I'm going to play it again. Um, I know a lot of people didn't ever find the empathy required to make the ending of the game work for them. Uh but I have never experienced a game that pained me uh in the way that Last of Us Part 2 pained me um it is it is I think it is uh a game that argues for the existence of video games. Uh wow. it is it is a game which I think the only other medium, I'm really curious how they're going to pull it off as a TV show because I don't think it'll work as a TV show. Uh, I think the only other medium that w- would be able to do this is a novel. But it, it really makes you feel a thing that you can't feel while watching a movie. I mean, you can feel like empathy and you can feel like catharsis, mm-hmm. uh, but you can't... You can there, There's a specific embodiment of 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 this dual protagonist situation that I don't think works in anything else but a novel. So, well done to the team on The Last of Us Part Two. Incredible. Uh, again, I, I'm really bummed that you guys aren't doing factions. All right, number <laughs> f- five, four, three, two, one. Yeah, five. Number five. I counted how many copies of this game that I own and I <laughs> I was like oh my god I own 17 copies of this game on different platforms wow um so Sonic the Hedgehog 2 is uh my number 5 I oh it's the first game that I buy when it like I, I why do I own it for the 3DS? <laughs> like, yeah. wh- what was I, <laughs> what was I expect? It's just because like, if there is, if there's uh, a game that I just want to dip into for like literally six minutes, I'll throw on Sonic 2. Yeah. It has been in my entire life. It's my whole life game. Uh, it's not. So is it better than The Last of Us Part 2? I don't fucking know, but it's better for me. All right, so that's five. Yeah, it's your list.
3: Yeah. I also, I do think it's better than Last of Us Part Two, So I think that's a great ranking. Wow.
2: N- Number four, Final Fantasy
3: fifteen. Wow.
1: Wow.
3: Two Final Fantasies, I've, two Last of Uses on your list. One away from making I've, the correct choice.
2: <laughs> I've realized- How dare you. That- Final Fantasy 15 is my favorite Final Fantasy game and I don't know what I to do it. with that information. You love your boy. And I I <laughs> love those boys so much. When I thought I was gonna well, when they told me I was gonna lose all my hair, mm-hmm. uh, I had to buy, I was like, well, I might buy a wig, but I'm not just gonna buy w- wigs that look like my hair. I'm gonna buy wigs that would be fun to wear. Mm-hmm. And to my shock, I purchased a Noctis wig before any other wig because wow. I was like, "Oh man, it would be fun to look like Noctis." I'm um, looking
3: the wigs right now. That is a cool looking wig.
2: It's a cool looking wig. Uh, I've been fortunate enough that also uh, if you
3: showed up I, wearing that to a record, I would not bat an eye. No, <laughs> yeah,
2: nobody. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, this tracks. No, but oh yeah, 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 Heather's wearing a Noctis wig. Um, I've uh, been fortunate enough that, uh, I'm doing a ice capping system where they pump frozen alcohol onto my skull while, uh, giving me chemotherapy. And I've, uh, been very, uh, fortunate that it has worked extremely well for me during treatment. Wow! Uh, I know that a lot of women are not, um, as fortunate as I am, but I've kept almost all of my hair. Uh, and that's uh, not what was supposed to happen, so I'm really, really lucky, and I will just have to wear the Noctis wig for literal fun. But... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also got a Cloud wig, because Cloud's got great hair. Oh, yeah. uh, I can't believe Final Fantasy 15 is my favorite Final Fantasy game. I think about it all the time. I listen to the music for it all the time. It's also got the same composer as Kingdom Hearts, uh, like, it's it's a great fucking score. And I was like, I can't believe it's not a Nobuo Uemetsu score that is my favorite. Like, how is that possible? How did this happen? The game is was released in a sl- slightly broken state. Like, the development was rushed after being announced 10 years too early. Uh, but then I also have all of the camping equipment that the boys use. And I have it in my real life. So, it, like, I love it.
3: Love that pick.
2: (sighs) Number three. Shocking Nobody, Fortnite is my number three uh, video game of all time. And it is weird also because at this point, Fortnite is like uh, a launch platform. Like, it's not even like I can say. Fortnite's not even just Fortnite anymore. It's like. Fortnite racing, Fortnite Lego, Fortnite uh, zero build, Fortnite regular build, and all of the fan made like you know fan uploaded levels. I don't even know what the fuck those yeah. are called. Uh, Fortnite, Fortnite is the
1: metaverse in- that the metaverse thinks it is.
2: Yeah, Fortnite's incredible. Uh, I play it every day. I have played it every day for more than a year. It's it's perfect. Uh, it it's so crunchy and 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 like fun and and it's funny also it's Mm -hmm. so funny uh and not in the way that like the story itself is funny but in the way that like you know you can be playing a very serious battle royale game with a squad and one of your squad members can be like what if i drive a car at them and you're like what and then somebody gets in a car and drives a car into a gas station and explodes the gas station it's great um that's 3. Have I been talking too long? Doesn't really matter. No, way. no, you've been You're doing, doing
3: great. great. Crushing it.
2: Number 2. Street Fighter 3. Hell yes. Street Fighter 3 third strike is fucking perfect. Wow. It's it's fucking perfect. It's a fucking perfect game. Uh if Street Fighter 3 had the uh, sort of online presence that Fortnite had. I think I would play Street Fighter three every day. um wow. it doesn't. Uh, Street Fighter three is the game I will buy an Astro City cabinet for after I can <laughs> someday buy a house. <laughs> so I'm gonna have like a one year window in between being able to afford to buy a house. And the total collapse of civilization, and in that window, I will buy an Astro City <laughs> and play Street Fighter Three on the original hardware. Street Fighter Three is fucking perfect. Um, my Re- favorite really one game of, the, I, really of all one time. Of the,
3: I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I, I was just going to say on Street Fighter III, Third Strike. I think this is it's one of the best looking games of of <laughs> all time. Mm-hmm. It, it, the animation is so just just gorgeous in that game, and obviously the character yep. design folds into that but uh as far as like a game that's made with with sprites with pixels maybe the best looking one
2: it's 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 such a good game and it's so fucking pretty and it's got such a uh just the soundtrack rips it's so good it's so good and it it, it occupies not only like uh a, a, like it's it's a nostalgic game for me but it's not a nostalgic game where where I play it now, I'm like bummed out because it's not what I remember. You pick up Street Fighter 3 and it is as perfect now as it was then. And mm-hmm. if you have yeah. somebody to play against and, and it, like in your in your space, even like if there is an arcade that I walk into, which is so rare, but if I walk into an arcade and Street Fighter 3 had like a small crowd around it. hmm. I'd be so excited for the rest of my night. Like, I'd be like, oh, my God. I hope these fucking dudes are good. Because there's, n- like, be- losing Street Fighter 3 is great. Winning Street Fighter 3 is great. I love it. Wow. My number one game of all time is Disco Elysium.
1: Let's wow. fucking go, dog. Hell yes.
2: Uh, I... i I don't know why how that game is made. I don't know I don't understand <sighs> like I'm sure that if I finish Baldur's Gate Three, I will think that Baldur's Gate 3 is a more uh is a, m- a more incredible programming masterpiece with mm-hmm. the same sort of like fluidity of choice. But I don't know that Baldur's Gate Three will ever tell me anything about myself. Mm. And Disco Elysium told me stuff about myself. And uh, I've now played it, I've played it more than once. And um, it is, it is, it is, I, I don't want to live in Revachol, but I would. And kind of <laughs> feel like, like it's it's a miserable place but like yeah. something about it is like a siren song it it calls to me the 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 design of the game the the voice the acting of the game the score the soundtrack to this game the relationship between the two main characters that is different every time you play it and and to be able to see multiverse variations of that main relationship uh, I think I think Disco Elysium is perfect. Uh and I can't I'm shocked I was shocked that I was like it's it I it's it's my favorite game ever. Um I bought Harry's coat right before I got re-diagnosed uh, with cancer and I can't my one of my goals is that when I'm done with this and I can go sit at a restaurant like outside again, that I'm going to put on Harry's coat and I'm going to I'm going to sit outside a restaurant. and I'm going to feel something, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Disco Elysium is. It's perfect. That's my top 10 list. And I don't know why that it made me so sad. It made me emotional, really.
1: It's a great list. Like, it's a
3: great list. And you also you're reflecting on games that have made an impact on you. It makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: Disco was also in contention for my number, for my number 10 because I, mm. I loved it so much too. But I'm happy to report that of your 10 picks, I did guess five correctly. Wow. Those being Fortnite, Sonic 2, Disco Elysium, The Last of Us, and Street Fighter 3.
3: Uh, I got six right uh Ooh. i got disco elysium final fantasy 12 i did not think you would pick another final fantasy Fortnite, the last of us sonic the hedgehog 2 and street fighter 3 third strike my other ones that i thought were going to be on your list uh that weren't on your list i'll just say them to you cave story and it's a game you oh. talk about a lot Ooh,
2: i love cave Earth- story it's a good game
3: earthbound i know you love that franchise but i wasn't sure if you're gonna get that or mother 3 um i imagine they're on your short list nights into dreams mother- and portal Ooh, yeah
2: uh yeah 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 portal's pretty good uh if I'd chosen an earthbound game it would have been mother three and I think the reason mother three isn't on my list is because I have nobody to talk to about it right uh and I mean that like with love for you guys you yeah. I bought you guys copies of the game and you never played it uh it, <laughs> it's it's like i it's like I walked around a an a corner and I saw a tiger like get on a motorcycle and drive away and uh, nobody else was there and I haven't been able to like I can say holy shit I saw a tiger dr- get on a motorcycle uh but if literally nobody else saw it and then also I-, I don't have any way to like kind of uh engage with that memory then of course I'm not going to name Tiger on a motorcycle is one of the best moments of my life. I'm going to name stuff like my wedding. You know, like, like it's going to be like, it's going to be stuff that I can engage with as like an yeah. active memory. So Mother 3 is a great guess. Um, Yep. Yeah.
3: What what kind of tiger was it?
2: I didn't see. Like a white tiger. Oh, no. If it was oh Tiger Woods, God. I'd be a little
1: less impressed. Yeah, it's like, okay, well, like he can get on a motorcycle. <sighs> it's a little less impressive, Fuck. even though it's cool. Okay.
0: Uh,
1: Tony
3: uh, the... This, Heather, Heather, I love your list. I think it's very Heather. And I think also, I think it speaks to Disco Elysium that given your taste and, and that you are someone who, when you play games, you like to hit things, uh, uh, that a game with no combat engine was able to rocket to your number one slot is uh, really says something about how that game's impact on you.
2: I think I said it at the time that we covered this, the game. It made dialogue into combat. Sure. Yes. Like any like literally conversations can kill you. So like, it wasn't like there, there, there it wasn't like there wasn't shit that was like happening and, and jeopardizing you and, and your ability to go fun. like like my, I, I told my mom about the game and I was like, you should play this game. And she like started playing it and was like, I hate this game. I woke up, tried to get a tie off of the fan and died. And like, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that that means it's combat. That's combat yeah. for me. All right, Nick, it's your turn, man. Why don't Thanks, why don't Heather. You finish us out. Why don't so, you? Why don't you jerk us out? Jesus, <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to
0: <laughs> raw, throat. No, no, it was good.
3: It was on brand. I'm going to begin by listing five games that were my final cuts without comment. So just these these were ones that I almost were a the, the five-way tie for 11th place, let's call it. Castlevania oh. Symphony of the Night, Celeste, Diablo 2, FTL, and Stardew Valley. Celeste, my toughest cut. I have a Celeste poster in my home office, uh, but just couldn't make room for it. Let me get into my top 10. In the number 10 slot, The Secret of Monkey Island, 1990, developed and published by Lucasfilm Games, later LucasArts, directed by Ron Gilbert. Uh, one of the most impactful games in terms of my tastes, it's the first game I remember playing that had dialogue trees. Uh, the first game I remember that I found funny, um, it, the, the sort of absurdist high concept comedy that's present in that game. Uh, for for better or worse, like kind of just sort of affected my sense of humor and uh, the, the kind of comedy that I like. Uh, I also think it just has incredible puzzle design. Um, a, a, a phenomenal score. I think it absolutely holds up. And I played so many point-and-click graphic adventures in the 90s, uh, basically every LucasArts game that came out. I felt like that had to be, that sort of genre had to be represented. Um, and The Secret of Monkey Island for me is the Apex example. Also, shout out to my grandpa, uh, who got me that game. Wow. Yeah, so I wouldn't have played it otherwise. Uh, R.I.P. Um, anyway, uh, the number nine. The Legend of Zelda, no colon, no blank of the oh, blank, The wow. Legend of Zelda, the 1986 NES game developed by Nintendo R&D 4, published by Nintendo and directed by Shigeru Miyamoto and Takaji Tezuka. I thought about the Zelda franchise and mm-hmm. I was like, this has to be represented on my list because I've played basically all of these games and I love this franchise so much. And I also just like, I, hey, I had Nintendo systems. That was the first, that was my introduction to console gaming. Um, I felt like the NES was so impactful in terms of like, that's when I was playing games really avidly for the first time. And that's when I was really getting into this medium. And when I think back on that, The Legend of Zelda was the game that, again, most informed my taste going forward. Just the sense of exploration, the sense of discovery, the idea of secrets, uh, the idea of some sort of like open ended structure, uh, the the kind of. It, you know, it's it's not a Metroidvania, but it has the same sort of thing of how you you have a, a, an open world that you develop new ways, new methods of traversal uh, that uh, allow you to explore more of it that's seemingly inaccessible at first. Uh, a game that, you know, I played as a little boy without a guide and it probably took me 25 to 30 hours to get through. But in my memory, it's a thousand hours. And also the Zelda I finished the most times. I, play, I played the first quest wow. and the second quest so many times. Uh, I think it absolutely holds up. And I think it's my favorite of the franchise and one of my favorite games of all time, coming in at number nine. Number eight. I want to have a really hard game on this because that's a big part of my gaming taste. I like a game that challenges me, yeah. and I appreciate a game where you have to fail repeatedly because failure is learning, and failure is self-improvement, and failure is progress. And that's a thing It took me a long time in adulthood to come to understand uh, but now some of my most memorable gaming experiences are games where i've felt like I've, I've come up against a wall and i've triumphed um sekiro shadows die twice being a notable example but that's not oh. the game that's number eight that's not the game i'm picking oh. the game i'm picking is cuphead 2017 wow. game developed and published by <laughs> studio mdhr wow. directed by chad maldenhauer and jared maldenhauer First off, just a pristine aesthetic game, just like Mm -hmm. one of the best soundtracks ever, one of the best looking games. Um, I love how it plays. I love that it's just like, it's like oops all boss fights. I love that it's basically a long boss attack game. Uh, I played through this multiple times and the DLC. I think it's so fucking fun. I just think it's pure fun. And I think it's also just like a game where, hey, I've, I, I've lost a bunch on certain bosses. There were ones that I thought maybe I couldn't beat and I had to take a break and had to come back to it. I know it's not the hardest game ever made. I know it's not like a rage game, but it is a challenging game. And it's a game that's notorious for its difficulty level that appears on hardest games of all time lists. I wanted that kind of type of game represented. And I think Cuphead is also a type, a genre of game, uh, which is a 2D side-scroller that I absolutely love and were some of my first favorite games and is a modern version of it um that I will come back to cuz I fucking love it. Cuphead is awesome. Cuphead's an incredible masterpiece uh both you know visually uh, uh audio from an audio standpoint and uh, especially from a gameplay standpoint. Uh how
1: much is uh is Miss Chalice putting her foot on the scale for Look, that one if for the you?
3: lovely Miss Chalice wasn't a part of the delicious last course, <laughs>
1: maybe the maybe <laughs> Cuphead doesn't make it into the 8
3: slot. But she is, so that's where it sits. Speaking of horny games, Ah! number seven. And Matt, I thought this one was going to be on your list. Hey, wait a minute. Hades. Mm -hmm. 2020 Roguelike. Roguelite, developed and published by Supergiant Games, designed by Amir Rao, Gavin Simon, Greg Kazavin, Eduardo Gorenstein, and Alice Lai. This is maybe where Diablo 2 would have gone. And I thought about it more. And my thoughts on Diablo 2, you know, kind of your best of list is going to be a living document. My thoughts on Diablo 2 were affected to some degree by Diablo 2 Resurrected, which was a fantastic remake. But as I was playing it, I was kind of like, I think that game served me at a certain time in my life and I've kind of moved on from it. I don't know if I need to return to it as much as I appreciate its design, as much as it kind of impacted me. The other games I've listed so far are all games I will return to. Diablo 2, I don't know if I'll ever play again. I don't know why I'd play it over necessarily even Diablo 4, if I want, if I want that type of experience. Mm. Even though it's a it's a staggering game and one of my favorite games of all time. Hades, I think, represents both that type of you know isometric uh, action RPG game. I think the action is better and more compelling than it is in any of the Diablo games. Um, but also it's got the roguelike structure, which I have really come to appreciate in the past decade. And a lot of my favorite games, especially indie games that have come out, Since the 2010s have been roguelikes, and uh, and I think it's just it's I think it's the best roguelike, and I think it's one of the best action RPGs ever made. It's also just again incredible character design, awesome art, perhaps the most polished game I've ever played. Just 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 as far as I have experienced, completely bug free, uh, and just packed with so much content. Uh, A pristine game um, with also incredible voice acting, incredible writing, and incredible soundtrack. Just the total package. Wow. That brings me to my number six pick, Planescape Torment, 1999 RPG developed by Black Isle Studios, published by Interplay and designed and written by Chris Avalone. So 20 years before Baldur's Gate 3, we had a D&D set RPG that had the same amount of just choice and flexibility and exploring the same bleak and dark and raunchy themes, um, an incredible level of writing uh and uh just so much you could do in this game so many ways you could play it uh also just like incredible distinct world building um and also you know funny it's mm-hmm. it's like it's it's its own it's very much its own thing even though it was it was a, in that era of the infinity engine uh isometric you know a Bioware style RPGs even though that was in that same thing it felt like its own thing it felt like a unicorn it felt like an utterly unique game it still does to this day and you know what it's influenced games uh that we've already cited like Disco Elysium um that comes in large part from uh inspiration from Planescape Torment I'd also certainly uh, inspired my gaming tastes um and uh, just another dense dialogue driven character driven RPG uh, that I I'm, I plan to revisit, especially after uh, spending some time with Baldur's Gate 3 and remembering how much I love that game. Number five, Super Mario World. No 3D, just Super Mario World. The 1990 game developed by mm. Nintendo EAD, published by Nintendo, directed by Takashi Teska. I thought about Super Mario 3D World for this slot, or for mm-hmm. the Mario slot. It came down, it came really close to me, but ultimately Super Mario World I think is just a better overall experience for me and certainly one that lingers stronger in my memory um i i just it's it's what, what what can you say about this it's a fucking incredible mario game it's the apex of the 2d marios and mario wonder when you come out i think everyone's reaction is like this game is awesome it's not quite super mario world not quite super mario brothers 3 but it's awesome uh, super mario world is super mario world and as such wow. it's number five hell yeah number four what's that some overlap we got some overlap we sure do disco elysium 2019 wow. developed and published yeah. by zone designed and written by robert Kurvitz. i thought about putting this even higher i think uh, it makes sense in where it is when you when i list my other games at least for me um but just the uh, probably the best writing in any video game ever uh, uh an amazing aesthetic completely just a a, a total novel approach to game design and coming from, to RPG design and coming from a studio out of fucking nowhere.
1: Mm-hmm. Who was, yeah. what
3: was this Estonian developer that no one was paying attention to? And that comes out with one of the defining games uh, of the genre and of the, uh, the medium, just a, just an incredible game. We've done a whole episode on it. I played through it multiple times. I played through this multiple builds and I played through it multiple ways. And just the idea that like, as opposed to playing through a traditional RPG as a, you know, as a fighter and then as a sorcerer and seeing what's different here, that you can play this through as like a coward and then as a fascist and -hmm. then as a drunk. It's just such a fascinating approach uh, to character development and player agency. Number three is a very different approach to an RPG, but one I very much appreciate and one I think is the apex of its particular uh, style of RPG, the JRPG, 1995's Chrono Trigger. Developed and published by Square, directed by Takashi Takeda, uh, Yoshinori Kitasi, and Akihiko Matsui. Uh, I mean, just like, I, I adore this game. I think it's just, yeah. it's got the best uh, approach to any sort of splintered timeline that's ever been in anything that's interactive. Um, incredible art. Maybe my favorite soundtrack of all time by Yasunori Mitsuida. Incredible storytelling. All the different endings. Uh, a great combat engine, one of my favorite JRPG combat engines up there with Persona 5. And um, yeah, I mean, it's 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 sometimes tough to articulate what you absolutely, I think we're all running in this, what you yeah. absolutely love about a game. I, I just fucking love this game and it hit me at the right time. I don't know if I ever talked about my experience with this, but I didn't get into Chrono Trigger at its release. It was years later uh, when the PlayStation 1 was already out. Uh, when I got a when I, had a, I got my hands on a used copy of Chrono Trigger and finally played through it. And it was like a very much like the, the a where has this been all my life, even though whatever, it's just like four or five years. But just having that feeling uh, of, of experiencing this game then and uh, and afterward. Number two, I think, is potentially um, the best game of all time. Uh, it's either this or Tetris. Uh, and it's my number two game on my personal list. uh Portal. Wow. 2007 developed and wow. published by Get valve designed by kim swift if i was going to cheat i'd put the orange box here because that also includes half-life 2 as well as some other stuff but i feel like putting a compilation game is against the spirit of the exercise i wanted to make the tough decision and i think portal is just it's just like nothing else uh, except yeah. portal 2 which to me isn't as good um uh incredible writing um chet falisek and, and eric wolpaw uh, were the principal writers on that Uh, Get talked about Kim Swift's design on this. It's it's just like it's an incredible premise that's fully explored, fully exploited. uh, And and just this one idea is carried away, carried all the way past the finish line and then some. And it does it in five hours. It's like it's like the perfect length for this idea. Like not every game Mm -hmm. needs to be a sprawling, uh, massive undertaking. It can be an approachable length. And that's a big credit to this game is that it doesn't overstay its welcome. I could replay this again and again. When we replayed it for the podcast, I was like, I'm loving every second of this. It's so charming. Uh, the the music is uh, obviously great, especially that final track and uh, still alive. And, you know, like the cake was a lie, it was a meme before meme culture was really a mainstream thing. I yeah. mean, it's just, it's, I, I, I think this is what video games are all about. I think this tells us, tells an interactive story uh, that could only be interactive. Which brings me to my number one pick. Here we go. I did the math, and I've been playing video games for like thirty-seven years. I think, hmm. um, at my age, you know, wow. the first game I remember playing was *Radon right Bungling Bay* on my dad's Commodore sixty-four. And I, I wanted to reflect the many generations I've gamed, or, uh, I played over the course of my my life, and the games that have influenced my taste. And as I was going through this, I was realizing that a lot of the games that really impacted me are from recent years you know i've certainly mm. got some games from the 90s and before uh but i've got a, i've got some games from within the past five years and that really speaks to you know again it's just it's cool to be alive in this experiencing this medium as it evolves and as new heights are reached um and uh, with this with this art form and that brings me to my number one pick baldur's gate three wow. a 2023 game developed and published by larian studios directed by sven vinky wow it is my favorite game it's just your favorite game i think it's my new favorite game wow i have a I, new favorite I, game I and it's it. Baldur's gate 3 my number one game of all time i love it i just it. think it's it's it marries what i like about about rpgs like planescape torment and disco elysium with AAA a production values and in, an incredible combat engine uh, and it's, uh, I think it's just a staggering achievement, and I think it's an unmissable experience for anyone who likes narrative games. Um, and for me, it's, it. I think you know, what, fuck it, whatever. Why can't it be my favorite game? Hey. That's what I was. I was thinking like Bilbo with the ring. Why shouldn't I keep it? Why can't this be my favorite game of all time? It's how I feel right now. And no one that's is, where it goes. No, no one, one is fighting you.
1: I'm just saying <laughs> it's my number one. <laughs> no Baldur's Gate argument
2: three. for your pick.
1: None. Yeah, hey, these are all really great picks. Um, yeah. You saying Portal in the number two slot being as close to a perfect game as Tetris is. I hadn't thought about that before. And I agree. I a hundred percent agree with that take. That's a great take. That's really, really good. Um Thank ba- you. Fallers Bald- Gate 3. It's,
2: it's the only actually funny script in a game ever.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
3: I I will disagree with you there, but I but I think that it is a very funny script.
0: <laughs> I think there were lots
3: of funny games.
1: For me. Uh yeah, you've never played uh ratcheting clank uh three up your arsenal before and it, <laughs> See, and it shows <laughs> um, but uh my th- my guesses uh that i got correct were chrono trigger the secret of monkey island super mario world and planescape torment um some other uh, games that i had on the list that you uh, you mentioned diablo 2 i had diablo 2 in there as potentially uh I, I had it well that was my first guess i guess i didn't have that ranked as your number one but uh diablo 2 i had on the list I Into the Breach on the list, because you talk about that yeah. game a lot. Um, I thought that the case of the gold, the Golden Idol was going to sneak in there. Yeah. Uh, and then for some reason, I wrote down Donkey Kong Country. But for some reason, well, I was like, for, I ascribed Donkey Kong Country to Nick more than anybody for some reason. Uh, all those are on my long list except for Donkey Kong Country. Hmm. A, a left field guess, but um, I think maybe because I, you like like the, I, I think you like the music in that game more than you like the game.
3: Yeah, I do like the David Wise score. I also like kind of just the general lore of Donkey Kong. Those are great games. <laughs> yeah, really, really
2: good. Yeah. I, I, uh, I got four correct. Uh, Planetscape, uh, Baldur's Gate 3, Monkey Island, and Disco Elysium. Wow. Uh, I had guessed uh, Final Fantasy VI, uh, which Ooh. I think is your Chrono Trigger slot. I, I thought you yeah. liked six better than Chrono Trigger because I went back and forth on what, which one you'd choose. Uh, FTL was on my list. I also thought you were going to say Stranding. I thought you were going to be a Death Stranding top 10.
3: I thought you were going to say Stranding. I thought someone was going to say Stranding. I'm a little surprised none of us said Stranding. But I think we all have a lot of affection for that game, but it's maybe not on our personal top 10.
2: Stranding would probably be my 11. Uh, I didn't make uh, uh, an extended list. Um, I kind of knew mine. There was only one swap I did on my list, uh, and it was Elden Ring for... Marvel versus Capcom two, wow,
1: um, wow.
2: Uh, but ultimately, I was like, I don't know, man. Like, I think I think more about Elden Ring than uh, Marvel Capcom two. Uh, I also had Dave the Diver uh, on your list, mm-hmm. which I is love. Dave super the Diver, recent, yeah. uh, and I th- I knew you loved it. Uh, but yeah, I think we know each other pretty well. I, I think
3: so, too. I think I think also like the the, you know, even even with the the near misses, it's like you got where my head was at with a recent game because I'm not like I'm that's that's how my tastes evolve. and I'm not afraid to be to be a prisoner of the moment. Um, so, yeah, I think I think we all did. I think we all we all did well in terms of hey our own lists and also acknowledging each other's list. Uh, let's recap each. We'll, we'll we'll bounce back around. We'll we'll list our 10, uh, 10 to one real quick. Uh, mine, number 10, The Secret of Monkey Island, The Legend of Zelda, Cuphead, Hades, Planescape Torment, number five, Super Mario World, Disco Elysium, Chrono Trigger, Portal, and my number one, Baldur's Gate 3, Heather.
2: Out of this world, Elden Ring, Final Fantasy Twelve, The Last of Us, The Last of Us Part Two, Sonic 2, Final Fantasy Fifteen, Fortnite, Street Fighter Three, and Disco Elysium.
1: Wow. Wow. Uh, and for me, Resident Evil 4, Red Dead Redemption 2, Super Mario 3D World, The Last of Us, God of War 2018, The Prince of Persia in the Sands of Time, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater, Pokemon Gold Version, and number one, Kingdom Hearts 2. Let's fucking go, dog! Wow. I love it. <laughs> Let's fucking yeah. go. I might play it today. Kingdom Hearts 2? I, I might I go pop it do. on.
3: I kind of love the idea of all of us firing up our number one game of all time today. I mean, I'm going to do it because I'm replaying Baldur's Gate 3, so <laughs> yeah, I'm doing yeah, it anyway. I, I,
1: might, I might do it. I might go see what I might check in, see what's going on.
3: Will we update this every year? We'll find out.
1: It could be updated. I can't wait to
2: be. I can't wait to read people's top 10 list on our Get Played Discord. Yes, uh, please. Because I I real like people are going to put it there it's going to happen and I'm going to I'm going to learn there's I think if your your top 10 novels, your top 10 movies, your top 10 songs, your top 10 video games are a portrait of you drawn in a very specific palette and I really am looking forward to learning more about the listeners on their top 10 list. Well, and if you're just somebody who's on Twitter, uh, get off there and come to our Discord because yeah, yeah. uh, I think most doing? of us have abandoned ship at this point.
3: I haven't, I haven't logged in in over two years. Uh, all right. Hey, I got a segment for us if we want to do this. Let's do the segment. This will be love a fun it. pivot. Uh, this, is a new, this is a new game I came up with E Game or H Game? I'll read a portion of a review from the Steam store. You tell me if it's a review of an E for Everyone rated game for all ages or a hentai game for sweaty perverts. Okay. So, I, look, and I,
1: you did this, you, you constructed this game from memory, is that correct? Yeah, that, <laughs> these are my reviews.
3: <laughs> uh, all right, so we understand I will read yes. a portion of the review, I will put it to you, E yep. game or H game, and you can each guess. All right, great. Great. First up. Is a recommended review. Watched Markiplier's gameplay of this game, thought it was funny, and
1: my friend gifted it to me. Is this an e game or H game? So I know that Markiplier is a like a famous Twitch streamer, but I don't know what his deal is. I don't know what the type of content that he streams on his Twitch streamer on his Twitch stream. I'm gonna guess it's an H game because I could see somebody thinking that's funny.
2: Uh, I'm going to guess an an E-game because because he's a Twitch streamer, and I don't know if you can stream H-games. Oh,
3: good point. Uh, That is sound logic. However, Matt takes it. Matt is correct. This is an H-game. Wow. Let me finish the review. Forgot that Steam loves to show everyone achievements. 10 out of 10 good game, but I hope my cousin who I added doesn't ask about my bestiality achievement. (laughs) (laughs) Brownie face. (laughs) This is for a review of a game I played, Honey Pop. The match-three uh, hentai game. I had that on your list as yeah. well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a good game. Uh, sex, second up, you don't have to like hentai to like the game. It's good gameplay. Uh, next up, uh, this is not recommended. Overall, meh experience. I kept making myself like this game, but it's dull for what it is. Characters and their tiny dialogues are boring as hell. Management mechanic is strange and unbalanced, and it feels like an issue soon in this game. Is this an E-game or H-game?
1: I don't, I don't, I'm just going to go ahead and be honest. I'm not well-versed in the hentai game genre, so I don't know what kind of offerings they have. I don't know how robust or how developed these games actually are. This seems like it has more systems in it than what I would think an H-game would have, so I'm going to guess an E-game. Matt guesses E-game.
2: I'm guessing H-game because my new theory is that every one of these is an H-game because Nick designed the game.
1: (laughs) So
3: Heather's guessing H-game. Matt's guessing E-game. Matt takes it again. This is an E-game. No, you're not going to create your dream cat cafe. You're not even going for a nice cafe that's fine with mechanic stats. The game feeds on our desperate need for this kind of games, but doesn't care to satisfy it. Not worth the price, but we don't have an alternative, do we? It's a very angry review for Cat Cafe Manager. Okay, going to wow. uh, add that to my wish list. <laughs> Keep in mind, it's not recommended okay, by this user. That's, that's true, yeah. <laughs> okay, It's uh, Matt has two, Heather's yet to get on the board. Next up. Recommended. As a fan of farm sim games, I loved this one. I've spent almost five hours to manage and design my farm, max out my tools, and unlock all carpenter crafts.
1: Is this an E-game or H-game? So... I'm thinking. I'm thinking. This might be like a misdirect, right? Like because this is a pretty, um, pretty specific review. It has like elements to it. Like you, it's making you think it's a uh, Nick picked this because he thinks we're gonna think that it's a a farm sim game and it's rated E for everyone. I'm thinking this is like some kind of like fuck fuck farm
2: farm twelve. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: (laughs) So I'm going to guess it's an H game. Matt guesses H game.
2: I am going the opposite direction. I'm wondering if, because at this point I can't win if I guess, if I only guess what Matt guess, guesses, Right. So I'm going to guess that it's an E game and he chose it to make us talk about the idea of a farm simulator that was an H game and that that was the content he was hoping we'd provide. So though I do think of a game called like, "Uh uh-oh, I fucked my turnips, uh, and I'm going to (laughs) guess that it's an E for everyone.
1: Like a mistake? Like they made a mistake? (laughs) Whoops. (laughs) Oh man, I did it again. (laughs) It was an accident.
3: (laughs) Uh, I'll just finish the review. I almost forgot that this is a hentai game after the two hour mark. <laughs> oh, damn it. <laughs> it's an H game.
0: <laughs> Matt
3: gets it. It's called Village Rhapsody. Pretty innocuous title for a very horny game uh, where I guess it's basically Stardew Valley, but you romance good, everyone's
1: wives. That's a good title, though. I feel like you could get away playing that surreptitiously. 100%. No one's going to yeah. know that that's a hentai game. Yeah. Oh, Nick's playing Village Rhapsody. That sounds
3: fun. Yeah. I won't investigate further. Yeah. Uh, next up. Bestiality Achievement. <laughs> This is a recommended review, and this is this game's an early access. In case that affects your uh, your thinking at all, recommended. At least four hours of entertainment so far. I got everyone to one hundred percent and all hearts and whatever. Is this an E game or H game? All hearts. One more and time. Whatever. At least four hours of entertainment so far. I got everyone to one hundred percent and all hearts and whatever. Is this an E game or H game?
2: Let me go first. I'm going to guess an e-game.
1: Their guess is e-game. You're going to guess an e-game. I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and guess an h-game. Uh I don't have a good reason. I'm just going to guess h. Uh
3: Matt is building up an insurmountable lead here.
2: What the fuck is this?
3: <laughs> Continuing. I don't feel good about me getting these right. Continuing the review. <laughs> The jizz scenes are better, but I still wish there was more semen. Oh my god. Also, I feel with some of the poses, there should be more skin-slapping noises and yummy, squishy noises to go along with the thrust. Jeez. a review of a game called Orc Massage. Orc Massage? Oh no. There's plenty of jizz, but not enough semen? Uh, As as per this person's recommended review. (laughs) Uh, Alright, one more.
1: One more? We can stop there if you want. Do you want to tap out now? I feel like whatever the last one is, is worse. Let's let's do it. Okay. Tap out. I'm winning, baby.
3: Uh, This is a recommended review. I recommend this game because it allows you to do things that are impossible in real life. Is this an E-game or H-game?
2: Well,
1: fucking is always
2: possible in real life. E-game.
1: Well, I'm going to say H-game because maybe some you know less fortunate uh, reviewer hasn't hasn't isn't as lucky in love. Let's say so. I'm going to go ahead and say H game.
2: So it's like uh uh, kitchen disaster three. I fucked the refrigerator.
3: <laughs> Whoops! It was an accident.
2: How'd
1: that <laughs> happen? How'd that get
3: in there? Uh, I'll read the four review. I recommend this game because it allows you to do things that are impossible in real life, like talking to girls and having sex with them. This is a review of Escort Secrets 18 Plus, an age game. Matt, clean sweep. You got every single one right. I just got to say,
1: in regards to this one, also me getting it, number one with the bullet, like getting the exact type of review too, I didn't write this and I didn't see these before. (laughs) Uh that's, by the way, that's my
2: X-File my... shit right there. I don't yeah. I don't know
0: what to think about this.
3: He thinks he doth protest too much. <laughs> by the way, my this was surprisingly hard to research because I just had to look at a bunch of games and browse through the reviews and find ones that were plausibly either. Uh so from Steam standpoint, I was just browsing hentai games yeah. for like 90 <laughs> minutes.
1: Uh, well, yeah, sort of uh,
0: more
3: conservative numbers uh for you, it seems like. <laughs> That's this week's Get Played. Our producer is Rochelle Chen. Rochelle, do you have a plug?
2: Uh, you can follow me at yard underscore underscore sard.
3: <laughs> yard underscore underscore sard, as always. Our music is by Ben Prunty, benpruntymusic.com. Our art is by Duck Brigade Design, duckbrigade.com. Also check out our paywalled show, Get Animated, where we're watching Pluto. That's right.
2: I'm not certain what episode we're on. I think it's three, uh, yeah. but it might be two. No, It's three. We're watching Pluto on Get Animated, which you can find on our Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash getplayed, which also has all of our uh, old episodes, our uh, our premium DLC content, uh, everything up at patreon.com slash getplayed.
3: Wow. Check all that out. And you know what got played this week? Our favorite games of all time. Wow.
0: Hey, I love Yay. it. I love it.